Hello everybody and welcome. This is Sapphire, one half of Two Women in Tech. This is our second podcast and it's about women's safety on and off the road. So please sit back, enjoy and relax. Thanks. Yeah, none of my female friends would run on the road with with headphones, but then I, you know, I know a couple people who do and it's been fine, but it still makes me nervous for them. It's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But yeah. it's been fine so far. And you're, you know, you're going out at noon on a busy day around, uh, we live around several lakes that are very popular and well, well traveled paths and lots of people out. So, yeah, no, everybody has to do their own personal level of comfort, you know, and yeah, that's, that's not mine. Yeah, you're, you're right. We all have to do our own personal level of comfort. But I think, mm. you know, we need to be where the world is changing. And yeah. We should be thinking more about our safety as much about as doing the enjoyment of it. Sometimes we in the UK can be a little bit naive about certain things because we have set assumptions we're going to be safe. You know, we, we've lived where we live for quite some time, so we know the area well, mm. we know people. And so I think we degrade the, the risk that is there. We feel comfortable or whether you think that's kind of standard across boundaries regardless of locations I think that's true regardless of of where you live I I can certainly see why you might feel a little safer in the UK than we would here we have a lot more of a gun problem large public places concerts all the the things I'm not doing right now because of COVID but you know large stores or concerts or or open areas and like I said I live very close to DC so I think about it when we're down there but I, I do think it's it's possible to get a little complacent about where you live and your surroundings and they're very familiar and you think oh okay I, I know everyone here I, I know this area so well I know where to go and where not to go and that doesn't mean that nothing will happen and you're probably 95% correct but it doesn't mean that there's not a risk and to forget the risk is is dangerous about you run with your husband from memory Emily, yes. is that right so I think to run with someone familiar to you and uh, to run with a man I think would probably would make me feel safer just going for a run generally and also I think it would also make me feel like less catcalling would happen yeah absolutely okay. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I, I get way less of that with him uh, than than if I'm on my own uh, I mean I get it when I'm not running too so it's not, not particular oh, to the right. sport it's just particular to being female and walking alone I, I get a lot less of that if if we're together people just don't do it and and it's kind of funny because it's it's like, what would he do anyway? You know, he's going to go beat the guy up or, you know, mm. we're both just going to ignore it and keep going. So there's really no no consequence to the person either way. But it's funny that they just won't do it if if there's another person there. Mm. So. Yeah. So did you find that as well when you were running with your with your colleague? Um, I would, I'd say it was less of a problem yeah. just because where we ran was in the neighborhood. And, and a little bit less commercial is not quite the right word, but just it was very much neighborhoods. It was a, a block around the college where we worked. You just had like little kids playing in their yard and <laughs> it's not a huge problem around here uh, in, in general, but it certainly still happens. That, that's it. Like there, there wasn't really a problem with that. Yeah, I do think it's interesting because, you know, to my knowledge and, and things I've researched, I don't really see men having that same degree of fear when they go running um, and safety, I, I don't see any women hanging out their window going, oh, you're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. enough that the, um, was it the Coke ad or the Pepsi ad? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know whether yeah. you had it, Emily, in the States, but there was an ad for either Coke or Pepsi, and it was very attractive male doing window cleaning. Yes, it was Diet Coke break. Yes, that's the one. Thank you. Yes, oh, yes. Coke that break. was very popular. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think it, it was an interesting take on role reversal, but even now when I think back, I think, you know, why are we using sex to sell sex to sell mm. because that's exactly what it is and neither is the right thing to do <laughs> yeah it doesn't make up for you know the harm done to women for us to do it to men I don't I don't think that's the model to set <laughs> it amazes me I mean I think I was lucky because I never once got cat called I did have someone inadvertently come up behind me to say hi and and then had to jump 10 feet back as I swung around with my key especially not me I, I, I don't have a, a flight reflex my instant reflex is fight which isn't necessarily a good thing I don't think sometimes it lacks self-preservation you know I, I was talking with my husband about that the other day and about how to hold the keys and he was saying you know there's there's been new research that proving holding it between your fingers like I used to is not safest way to do it because you're likely to jam it back do yourself some injury better way is just to have them in your hand and poking out because then you've got more leeway if you need mm. to come behind mm. stabbing the leg or punching the nose <laughs> never actually thought about that at the time growing up that's how we were told to do it well yeah. what has keys anymore you know the cars have the um the little electronic fobs that you don't even you don't even yeah. stick it in the ignition anymore and we don't have a house key we have a, a biometric box so wow, <laughs> wow that's pretty that's, cool it's so cool <laughs> it's great to go out and not have to carry anything you yeah. know <laughs> yeah i think one day you just like it will just be a fingerprint yeah. is yeah. is that what it is or is it like, a, like if you've got a phone? Uh, it's got a code too. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's but cool. I, I would actually like a chip in my arm that I could just, uh, boop. <laughs> Have you got a chip in your arm? Like a no, I'm, I'm I was... joking. I'm saying that would be, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I was... Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because we are going more and more to a keyless world yeah. where does that then leave safety especially females is that you, you you're going to have to rely on your wits you're going to have to mm -hmm. take on self-defense classes I know it's not something I've ever done I, I know basic self-defense I think that was more because I grew up in a council estate <laughs> the police officers would very often come around and just when we were playing out would say let's let me teach you this if we're having rough and tumble and so we'd learn it that way rather than going to a formal class so I just I just think it's going to be an interesting future on where we go with regards to, to self self-defense and, and safety in general you know how how do we make sure that public regardless of sex can feel safe on the streets and and Emily have have you ever had to use self-defense oh no other than just running fast to get away from something yeah. I didn't think looked savory. Funny though that you mentioned self-defense. My my boss is six foot four man who has a black belt in Taekwondo and, <laughs> and is, would never have to use it. We uh, we often will meet in in Washington D.C. Our our company, like I said, we're remote, but we'll meet there at central for a you know a happy hour or something like that. And I always have to make the calculus of do I want to drive down and it's trouble to find parking mm -hmm. and um, there's limits on time and 
how far away from the bar am I going to have to park? Or do I want to take um, public transportation, which is very, um, very fast to take our metro uh, and very convenient. And I don't have to worry about the parking. But and then I do have to worry about the parking lot when I come back nine or ten by myself. because I'm the only one using that station from our, our group and I've got to get from the from the train to my car. I don't I don't really care for that. And so I, I was talking with him, you know, this is two years ago when we had our last happy hour. But uh, I was debating about about how to come down and he was like, I would never have that thought. I would just get on the train. So we it, it opened his eyes, which is good. And so we've taken to when we when we get together uh, maybe two or three times a year to do kind of a, a retreat thing. Uh, we don't do all work. We have a little play in there. We we always have a segment we call throat punching where he teaches us some self-defense. <laughs> So he's he's taught us like how to how to break a, a neck hold, um, a choke hold, like how to how to get out of somebody's at your arms behind your back, that kind of thing. We're gonna do knife defense the next time if we're allowed to get together in June, like we're we're planning to. So he he has taught us some of those things and I really enjoy it and I feel very empowered by it. Um, mm. fortunately I never have to use it, so I forget some of it. <laughs> you know, like I, I I don't know how you keep that skill up. I maybe need a little, you know, refresher once a week in the house or something like that. Hey, somebody grab my arm and uh, I'll see if I can get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's something you could suggest, like he does a mini refresh when you do oh, the session catch up. That might be a good way to do it. Yeah, but we do it when we get together, uh, but definitely in between. I'm like, man, I wish I wish I remember what he said about exactly this or mm, that, or you yeah. know, that kind of thing. I'm glad that I said something to him about it because it's not something that had ever occurred to him and certainly educated my husband about that many times. I think I told you before that he went out running one night at nine o'clock in, in pitch dark and wearing all black with headphones in. And my friend was over visiting at the time and I just laughed at him because she and I would never never do that we'd never go out for a run that late alone dressed in all black and with headphones and he's like what <laughs> even that simple story highlights the, the inequalities and and the safety that we have to think about if we want to go out for a run is it too dark and we've got light clothing on are we going to run with friends are we not are we going to put our headsets on or not how are we going to ensure we stay safe from when we start to when we finish? If I remember correctly, Emily, when we, we spoke about this briefly last time was that you'd said you, you tend to try and keep a little bit of reserve in the tank so you don't always necessarily push yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in case there's a situation I need to get out of, you know, that's like I said, that's the only self-defense I've ever had to use. I wouldn't want to be without it. Hi, it's Joe here. I hope you enjoyed part two of our Women's Safety podcast. And don't forget to look out for part three coming soon, along with our promotion around male bias and cosplay. Once again, thank you for listening and stay safe until next week. Bye.